Chris, welcome. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for doing this. I know you're on the West Coast, so a little bit of a scheduling uh, um, challenge, but not really because you were so accommodating. So thanks for uh, making it happen. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, obviously, um, most of our listeners will know who you are, but we'll get uh, we'll get into what you do, what you've been doing, and uh, and all that fun stuff. But we'll start where we always do. I want to know what's on feet these days, both sort of casually and when you're working out or or playing ball. What what are you leaning towards in terms of the footwear these days? Um, casually, right now, I'm primarily wearing Jordan ones in some shape or form, whether they're highs or lows. Um, uh, I just got a pair of Vomero fives. I don't know if you know what that shoe, that shoe is mad comfortable. So, uh, yeah, so that's like my current, like dad shoe, uh, go to. And, um, I don't play basketball as much anymore because my hips are really bad. But, um, when I shoot around with my son and stuff, I'll just kind of wear something that I haven't worn before just to try to like see how it feels and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, if I, if I were to pick something that I'm like going to be seriously playing and I'd probably go with my, uh, Puma all pro still, it's just one of my favorite shoes for the past, like handful of years. Right on what uh, I was going to ask you about this later, but when you're shooting around with your son, what's he wearing? Uh, he actually wears Jordan threes. That's like one of his favorite shoes. And so he'll wear those, um, which I think is funny because he's got those young legs, so it doesn't doesn't affect him much and we're playing outside by the way too so it's not uh you know easy on the knees but he's young so he's good um yeah i remember the last time i played in some threes and that was a mistake so <laughs> yeah i busted out a pair of sixes a few years ago probably five years ago and i was smart enough to have an extra pair in the bag i, I think i lasted about 10 minutes but the the kids will wear what they want and and do fine we'll, we'll get more into sort of the family footwear a little later but but i had to ask and, and i figured you're probably playing outside with your son i know i know that's where that's where my son and i um do you have like when you are playing on court do you do you like to rotate or you sort of stick with one and kind of break it in and wear it for you know five, six, you know, a season, or do you, are you the more of the type of guy who likes to mix it up? Um, so it, it's a little bit of both. Like when I was, uh, actively testing shoes for the channel, uh, I didn't really have a choice. It was just, I'm just wearing what's next in the review lineup. So, uh, and that, that's not really great for your feet and for your body, uh, your body needs some sort of consistency. So, uh, that was probably a, a a mistake on my part but i was also building the brand of, of wear testers at the same time so i just kind of like sacrificed that um but i do definitely prefer like i have like my go-to like i have my specific shoe that i wear outdoors and then if i find a shoe that works great on every court that i've played on that'll be my indoor court uh every once in a while there will be like like oh this shoe is great on these courts except for this one that will play like league games and then I'll have a specific shoe for that. But outside of that, I really do have like a favorite usually for like however long and I'll wear them until they fall apart. Um, kind of, it's kind of like an old school thing. Like when we were kids where you just have like one per year, like that's just kind of how I treat the shoes at that point. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of like my, my main mentality is like, yes, I've done the whole like, you know, wear a new pair every week or whatever, but that's just not the best decision. To, for I, me, like per, personally, I never thought about that, but I guess it makes sense 
as if you're a runner or if you're a basketball player, your foot needs to get used to. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all had the sore foot the first time or the second time, and then you know you break it in. And I guess that's the same idea if you're switching the next week, right? Is that is it just come down to that? That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, like a lot of runners, and I do this myself, or at least I used to. But like when I would find that shoe, I would buy at least three or four pairs, especially once they started going on discount. Uh, like you know when they are about to bring in the new model. Um, so like the Kobe fours, uh, the originals, uh, that was a shoe that I had like four or five, almost six pairs of those at a time. And I would just use that shoe exclusively if I wasn't testing something, um, you know, fast forward to the day, it's the same thing with me and that all pro. I have about four pairs of those. One is for outdoors only. And then I had my indoor pair that I already burned through and I'm on my second pair of indoors of those. So uh, once I find something, I, I really do, uh, try to stick with it for as long as possible. Just, you know, it's, it's almost like a familiar, a familiarity thing. I don't know how to say that word right now, but, um, and, and again, like runners will do the same thing where they'll find that shoe and they will just kind of like rock with that shoe until it's no longer in production. And, uh, I think that that's probably the best move for your body's longevity long-term, um, just switching things up. Every shoe is sculpted differently. Every midsole is different. Every arch placement's different. Uh, the fit on certain shoes are different. So like just doing all of that stuff, like you can get bunions, you can push your metatarsals in a certain way that like aggravate them, um, to where you can get like stress fractures. Uh, I've gotten stress fractures in my shins, uh, just from using like low profile shoes too much. Uh, like the Kobe fives was one of those shoes where like I wore those all the damn time they were amazing but i was also playing seven days a week and they're just not thick enough and so i was just stressing my legs out to the point of of fractures and so uh so yeah so there's all kinds of weird little nuances with footwear that most people don't pay attention to but also i would say like the the normal customer doesn't do what i do and so they don't usually have that problem anyways you know what i mean like you have to have like a really good disposable income to be able to switch your shoes out every week and that's just not really practical for a lot of people yeah absolutely i do the i do that with running i found a a6 gel cumulus i really like and you know sort of bought up whatever pairs i could i only have about three and 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 uh went ran through two already and it's funny my my wife needed a shoe she wears uh orthotics now and she discovered that same that same shoe she really loves so i uh but yeah it's a challenge when uh things go out of out of production you know i i, I wasn't going to ask you this but it just came to mind when we talk about basketball shoes do you have sort of like a a hall of fame of your favorite of of all time i know i do you know like i really like the kobe nine the high i i like the jordan 29s um i can't remember what i wore when i was young because i didn't care really as much you know it didn't mean comfort didn't mean anything it would sort of be probably wearing jordan sixes but do you have some that you know that are sort of you know you remember fondly maybe you don't have any more they're they're too old um there there's a lot like when it's kind of like a running joke on the channel of like oh this is one of my favorites and like (laughs) everybody's like bro you got like so many favorites like yes i know i I apologize but it's the same thing with basketball footwear where uh i've I've been very fortunate enough to be able to do what i do and so with that i've played in so many pairs that there are some that are are literally goaded in my opinion the the 28s the 29s when we're talking about the jordans um the 34s are kind of a recent one 
the Kobe eight, nine, or ac actually, if you just talk about Kobe, that's like the most consistent line, I think, um, where that was the shoe that I was looking forward to the most every season, uh, coming out with like that refresh, like the new, the new version, just because it was so, uh, consistent with what they were doing, wh whether or not the, the shoe looked different, it was just that, you know, the tech inside was almost the same. And so you weren't, it, it's like getting that, that new shoe that you got to break in without having all the, the issues. Uh, and so like, I really loved the, the entire Kobe line, uh, minus the seven, the seven wasn't the best, um, or the AD, the first one that, that was like post-retirement. Um, and then the Penny Five is a surpriser just because that's a sportswear shoe that wasn't even intended for performance, but it turned out to have some of the greatest traction. Like that was one of those shoes that I'd have in my bag when we'd go to league games because the league floor was so bad that like nothing would stick to it except for the 28s and the Penny Five. It was the weirdest thing. And um, so, yeah, and if we go all the way back to, you know, high school days, that, that was a one shoe a year time frame. So like I really only had one and it was the Jumpman Pro. Uh, so like, I, I really love those. Um, I think when I look back on some of the shoes that I wore back then, they weren't the best performers. And they were also like my on court and off court shoe. So like, it's not like they were clean or anything. So the way that I would test is way different than what I used to do as a kid, um, where, you know, my indoor shoe is literally like I'm only wearing them when I play basketball. And that way we get the, the most consistent testing um, so that nothing's kind of skewed and then we'd take them outside. You know what I mean? So like, that's how we'd get like the outdoor perspective and stuff. But uh, those are the first ones that kind of come to mind. Um, there's a few others like the, the penny, uh, the penny two is a really fun one, not, not the greatest shoe or anything, but it, it's just a fun shoe to play in the penny three. Actually, if we're talking about the penny line is probably the best one. It's a little heavy, but uh, it's phenomenal on court. Um, and then let's see the Pippin twos is another one where those are just great. Um, the, like, if we're going to go more into like team shoes, like the hyper dunk stuff was great as well. Um, not every model was fantastic, but there were a lot of like great ones in there. The zoom soldier threes from the LeBron line, one of my all time favorites. Those are like an updated air Jordan 11 to me, which is also a great shoe. Uh, the Jordan 12, 13, 14, stuff like that. So yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of them that, that. I consider to be just all-time greats and uh and the best part is that there's like a shoe out there for everyone so it's like it doesn't really matter what you're into or what brand you know what i mean like there's definitely like shoes out there that'll suit everyone's needs and stuff ant has got some great ones uh the wade brand had a good uh couple of good hits and stuff like that so there's just a lot of stuff out there especially nowadays so nice variety uh solid performance from most brands, they, they always have their duds and stuff. The, the Puma All Pro is another all-time favorite, um, but that's because they remind me a lot of the Kobe's. So, like that was, you know what I mean. The Kobe line is just like my go-to. Like that's the one where I was almost never unsatisfied with a purchase there, with, with the exception of like two. Right now, we may not have our Kobe's on the market readily available just yet, but I, I hopefully they're they're coming soon. I wanted to ask you about the state of the basketball sneaker market because it seems like now we have more choice than ever. Do you think that? Do you think we're we're at a good point? Do you think we have a lot more improvement to do? You talked about the variety of brands. You mentioned a few. We have New Balance, and we have. We have other brands that aren't traditionally tr making a move and new brands um, pushing, releasing a lot. Is that is that what you see or do you think do you, do you think maybe 
we could do more or they could do more? Um, so the simple answer is yes, there's much more out there for everyone. Uh, even if you're just isolating Nike as a whole, which has got the, you know, the, the overall, like, uh, the, the overall market is Nike. It doesn't even matter if we're talking basketball or outside. It's like Nike is about 90 plus percent of the market. Um, but if you just look at Nike alone, they have in the basketball line at any given time, they got at least 30 models. We're, we're talking about all the way from the budget stuff that you can find at a famous footwear all the way up to the high profile stuff that you'll find at your, you know, foot lockers and finish lines and stuff, the signature product. And even they all have takedowns too now. So it's, it's like they, they really have like, uh, the, the most variety. I would say you, you can also say though that they've also spread themselves too thin. Um, so like sometimes you'll get inconsistencies unless you have an athlete like Kobe. Uh, with designers like Avar that are like really persistent on, you know, putting out the best product forward. Um, but, but there's tons of other options. The only problem with those other options is scarcity and it's no fault of the brands. It's just kind of the overall consumer, at least here in the U S uh, we are very focused or fixated on name brands and uh signature and that that that's i think is a problem in and of itself but uh because it kind of like it's like a mental block for a lot of consumers where they won't look past the name you know what i mean and uh that that could be good or bad like even if like this lebron shoe is fantastic some people are just so much not a fan of him that they will not even try it and i think that it's like bro you're just like you're ruining things for your own self because you can't experience it. You know what I mean? Like take the name off of it. It doesn't matter. It's just a product. And so like you should experience the product and have fun with it. Um, but they let like the name mess with their mind and stuff. And it's the same thing like on the other way around where some people are like, no, I won't wear anything but a Kyrie. I'm just like, well, Kyrie is just a cheap Nike with Kyrie's name on it. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it, it's it's just a really weird perspective that consumers have in in the US that you will not see overseas anywhere. Uh, they're w way more uh, open-minded to other stuff. And and that's where like the Chinese products, probably if you're comparing them directly to, and I have to use Nike just because again, they're like 90% plus of the market here. Um, if you're comparing them to any of their Nike shoes, price per model plus the performance features in them, you're getting way more dollar value out of that Chinese product than you are out of any of Nike's product. Even, even if you're taking the best performing Nike, you're paying at least 175 to 200. You can get all that same stuff from Anta or whatever for, I mean, if we're paying us prices because they got to, you know, do customs and taxes and all that stuff, uh, you're probably paying like maybe 150 max. Um, but when you go overseas, a lot of times they'll, they'll hit us up and be like, Hey, those actually like the retail in our country is like $40, like us. And I'm just like, Holy crap. Are you serious? And so it's like stuff like that, where you're just like, how, how crazy is it that there's no competition for this one brand? So they're able to do anything that they want and the consumers just take it. That's where the competition thing comes in, having new balance back. Uh, after so many years of being just gone from the basketball space, Puma as well. Puma was the first signature product in the league outside of the Chuck Taylor. Uh, Chuck Taylor was kind of just the first signature product, but the first signature basketball shoe was the Clyde. And so it's like, 
it's like stuff like that people don't know about anymore because it's just been out of the consumer zeitgeist for so long that they just think that you know new balance produces dad shoes and uh puma produces who knows what you know what i mean like i don't think that they were ever in anybody's mind and stuff and that's that's the detriment that we cause ourselves as consumers of just going nike and just doing that like we've lost reebok we've lost converse uh, we've lost converse to nike you know what i mean and so like now converse are just branded with converse logos but the internals are all nike products and so you're not getting any variation there and so uh it's just really weird the way that things work but yeah i think that that uh competition is good uh because it keeps a brand like nike having to innovate otherwise they get very stagnant very fast uh and like i said they'll do anything that they want and they'll give you any excuse that they can give you and the consumers are just like okay and it's not okay you know what i mean like when another brand or company is able to give you a made in the usa type of product for the same price that you're charging for just a shoddy uh you know the material's not even close to up to par and stuff like i mean there's really no comparison you just have to open your mind and, and really stop worrying about the brand and what people think i think that's the the main thing that like i see in our comment sections and our videos that i find just to be a bummer is just the overall mentality of these people it's if you don't do what's mainstream they make fun of you you know what i mean and it's just like dude what like what is that man like are we in like are we six still you know what i mean like like are we six seven eight year olds like it's just like can we please start acting our age and not our shoe size you know what i mean like it's like this is just it's ridiculous like you got people making fun of underprivileged consumers that have to shop at walmart and it's like dude i grew up on payless i know how that feels that sucks you know what i mean and these are good people they're just you know doing what they can to get by and you've got these other people that are privileged and they're just talking trash to them and and for what because they wear something that you don't like i just i really don't see that like and so, yeah, so it's just really weird the way that things work. And I guess that's human nature at the end of the day. But, you know, humans are not the best uh, of us, <laughs> unfortunately. So, uh, so yeah, so it, it's it's weird. But, yes, yeah, so I think that competition is great because it keeps these brands going. Um, without it, like I said, you just get stagnancy. And, and that's not good for anyone. No, no. And I'll admit myself, I've been a little close-minded, at least when it comes to basketball shoes, about venturing away from nike and venturing to new lines and it's it's funny my son um my son being a somewhat competitive basketball player i actually he's more he's quite competitive plays three times a week he um i got him some lebrons because i thought they were among the best on the market couldn't get him the uh pumas he wanted he, he wanted pumas like his buddies and, and i said okay I try these lebrons on and my daughter actually wears a LeBron fly. So I have both of my kids in LeBrons and, and I don't wear LeBrons because I'm not the biggest fan of the player. Exactly. Like you mm. said, and yeah. you know, given my body type and all the way I play, it's probably the best shoe for me. I probably shouldn't be wearing Kobe Lowe's, Kobe Nilo's. <laughs> I'm going to roll those over. So, um, you know, opening it up and opening up to new brands is definitely um, a good idea. I wanted to ask, you know, along those lines, not in the basketball world, but in the sort of sneaker uh, casual world, you, you know, you mentioned Jordan ones, but I'm curious what else. I know a lot of shoes come through your hands and I'm assuming the performance wear ones and the basketball ones, you know, come and come and go to some degree. But I imagine the ones for casual, you kind of hold on to maybe longer. 
do you have a, a fair size stash of casual sneakers? Oh yeah, I have. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't remember. This is like right before we moved to Sacramento. I had a storage unit, um, and that's where I would just kind of like put everything um, to keep it out of the house and stuff. So at one point, I had over a thousand plus pairs of shoes. Um, but it's when you, or at least for me personally, it's when I looked at all of that. Like right before I was about to move here, I was like, "What the heck am I doing?" Like you know what I mean, and. And uh, I started to feel really um, kind of like gluttonous and, and guilty um, over that stuff. And, and uh, especially coming from where I come from, where, you know, like, like going from pay less to uh, being told like you got a $40 budget. If you can find a Nike for $40, then we can buy it. Otherwise, you're, you're back in pay less and stuff like that. And so like to go from that to having just such an excess of things that you don't need it's just a want um it was just it was weighing really heavy on me uh personally and so uh, i got rid of everything when we moved up here i only kept some stuff some stuff i really do regret getting rid of just because you you cannot predict what's going to happen so you can't predict that kobe was going to pass and that i would never be able to reobtain these shoes that i got rid of that i loved so much but i just wasn't wearing them uh, because I had to go on to the next shoe to test that I was keeping all of these shoes that I were some of my favorites of all time to play in, but I had no time to play in them. And so I would, you know, you know, move them on and make sure that somebody else could wear them and stuff like that. And so, um, so yeah, so now I keep things, I still have too much. That That's the, the main thing that I'll admit is that I have too much. Um, and I do feel guilty about it a lot of the times. Um, but there are, there are things in my brain that I can't move past at this point in my life, which is just this nostalgia thing. Um, like my brain is just wired so weird that it so heavily relies on being reminded of stuff. And uh, so there's just stuff that I literally cannot wear. It's so old. I can't wear it and I will not get rid of it. <laughs> and I don't know why. And uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I will open up the box every once in a blue moon and be like, man, I remember 1998 that was amazing you know what i mean and it's like stuff like that where i'm just like gosh what an idiot so like but it's just the way that that i'm kind of like wired which is uh i guess it could be considered unfortunate but it's also fortunate because this is how i earn my living is you know telling those stories and stuff but um but yeah I, I definitely have too much but i really like to be perfectly honest i have about three or four shoes that i wear consistently at any given time and then i'll put them away and try to bring out some others and those are my four shoes for however long and stuff like that so um yeah like the last shoe that i was wearing like on a regular basis until i got them ruined was my chicago jordan one the the ones that just came out the reimagined um i was wearing those damn near every day like i don't know what happened but like the the color from the upper like bled onto my midsole so my midsoles turned red or pink and stuff like that and like i was just wearing them constantly and then i got caught up in the ocean in them <laughs> and uh so that sucked and so i ruined them real quick but um but yeah i wore them exclusively like every day for months since i got them and um so yeah so that's that's kind of the, the type of person that that i am is that like i really do stick with one thing um whatever kind of works for me but uh, i do like right next to me i have just they're just boxes of all the kobe's that i've reacquired that i've missed i don't wear them as often as i should but you know, they're there, they're a memory. And 
they're amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's amazing pieces of footwear and footwear history um, and basketball history. And so I just love that stuff. I have a lot of samples and stuff too, that I've gotten over the years from helping out brands test things. And those I don't get rid of at all, just because those are personal memories um, of me being like, Oh yeah, that one time I helped out Nike or that one time I helped out Jordan. That one time I helped out uh, brand black. And the one time I helped out the big baller brand and, you know what I mean? It's like stuff like that where like you'll never get that experience back. And so I I, I do keep those. And um, uh, I just think that it's, you know, fun to look back and, and kind of like reminisce a little bit. Yeah. Can you give me an example of a couple pairs that maybe you have some, you know, either special attachment to from maybe we'll start with that with with you. You did something or you had some relationship and then maybe I'll ask you about the ones that they're turning to dust in boxes that <laughs> probably have different yeah. meanings. Yeah. The, um, probably like some of the most memorable would be, um, I don't know if you can see up there, but, uh, back there I have, um, a brand black shoe called the rare metal. And that's my, uh, design of the shoe, uh, my colorway that actually did go to retail. It was on finish line shelves and, uh, stuff like that. The, the year prior I did a, um, colorway on a different shoe from them called the ether. Uh, which was a very modern, um, as far as tech goes, but very classic looking shoe. It looked like an old school, like PF flyer, um, or like a Converse, uh, like, like pro leather and stuff like that. Um, luxurious materials, but still modern tech and all of that. And, uh, those were shoes that I had tested for David over at Brand Black. Um, man, I, I, I still have some of my samples of, of like those shoes, like the previous shoes, like there's pairs that have like weird uppers and mismatched bottoms from different models because we're testing like the upper on one thing or the traction on another. And so like, you'll see like wear test samples that are just amalgams of shoes, like hybrids almost. And um, so, yeah, so like stuff like that are probably the most special to me just because it's like, I'm just some dude that makes videos in his garage. And to be able to have like product come out because of that that that's like with your brand and your you know like heart and soul in it like it's pretty special and, th and then people that connect with you connected with the product that you created and then they go and purchase it uh and that to me is like wild like i i'm not michael jordan i'm not zion or penny or and you know what i mean and somebody's out there with like my shoe like i just think that's like crazy to think so um so yeah so i i really do uh covet those experiences like th those are some of the most special memories for me that i'll probably will ever have and uh so th those are always near and dear to my heart i like never i have like a bunch of them still that are just brand new just because like i just can't get rid of them they're just a memory so it's like looking at a picture you know what i mean but it's a physical product yeah i remember those and uh yeah you definitely should be proud how about um once maybe with uh with other brands that maybe that you got to review first or part of the part of the where where uh the testing process or any or maybe even you got to you got to meet someone um yeah the some of the stuff that i did for uh like the nike stuff was was the budget things i don't even remember the names of the shoes um and those were some of the fun ones just because i knew that that product was going to be available on affordable shelves it's they were not high-end products they were not signatures or anything they were uh, what would be considered cheap you know, team shoes or budget shoes, but they were really good performers for the price, especially. And so, um, like it, to, to kind of like, uh, uh, piggyback on what I said about Nike earlier about not having competition. Um, it, it's not like they don't do things 
right. You know what I mean? Like they have a lot of great products, uh, but, but it's just when there is no competition, there's nobody kind of check them. You know what I mean? There's no checks and balances. And so uh, that can be a little bit dangerous just for themselves. Um, so yeah, so, and this, this was years ago and everything that I tested for them, I don't do it anymore. Um, and so like, just stuff like that, I've gotten a few, like, you know, Jordan things here and there, uh, not anything recent, but around the 28th was like when they, that, that was the first shoe that they had sent me and they were like, Hey, play in these and let me know what you think. And I remember that second day that I wore them, I ripped the upper from the, uh, uh, the midsole, like right on the toe, somebody stepped on me and this, this weird pop happened like in the gym and it was so loud. It sounded like a, a tire popped. And like everybody like stopped playing. They're like, what the heck happened? I was like, I don't know. And so we just kept playing. And then I go and sit down after the game and my shoe is flopped off my, my toe. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was one of the things where I like sent them images of what happened. And I was like, yeah, I think somebody stepped on me and like, it just like ripped away from the upper and they were like crap because they had already made however many of them ready to go on shelves. And so they had to like redo the next colorways with like stronger material in the front to bond uh, the midsole and the upper to it. And so it's just like little things like that, where, uh, you know, you can find something small and they can do a change order. Uh, they don't ever really advertise it, but they could do that uh, mid run. And so then the later products end up becoming better than some of the original products. Uh, almost like, uh, like if you remember the Jordan 10, when it first came out, there was the toe cap. Yep. And M MJ just didn't like that. I don't even know how that got through production as far as it did uh, before he was like, dude, what is this? You know what I mean? Same thing with the Pippin ones. I was just talking with um, uh, Aaron Cooper and uh, he he's the designer of the shoe. And uh, he actually just posted a whole story on his Instagram. If you haven't seen it, it's really awesome. But basically he was just talking about how, you know, Scotty was wearing up tempos exclusively almost. Like he started in flights after he went over to Nike from like Avia. And uh, he was wearing flights for a while. And then all of a sudden they started putting up tempos on him. And so he's wearing the tempo model every year and they're big bubbles. It's full length and all that stuff. So he just assumed that that's what Scotty liked to wear. And so he presents him his very first signature shoe, the Pippin one. And he was like, yeah, we know that you love the big bubble. And Scotty's first thing that came out of his mouth was, nah, man, I don't like that. And like, everybody was like, what? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so like, that's how he ended up with the Zoom Air version of the shoe that we didn't ever get, but we like saw it on, you know, on the screen and, and in images through magazines and articles and stuff of like, hey, this doesn't have the air unit. And so, uh, yeah, and uh, I had heard rumors at that time being like, like, oh, MJ, because he used to wear Jordan shoes periodically, not all the time, but like periodically. And so I remember him wearing the 12s and uh, uh, people were, were this, this is way pre-internet, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe the internet was around, but it was not like it is today, not where it's like social, you know what I'm saying? And um, so the rumor at the time, though, was that, that MJ had Scotty wear his shoe because that, that shoe for him was his first Zoom Air shoe, was the Jordan 12. And from there, he was wearing, you know, exclusively Air products previously. He wore this Zoom Air stuff that was new at the time, and he was like, bro, you'll never want to go back. And so he had Scotty wear the 12s and that is literally what happened. And I thought that was so cool. That this weird rumor that I don't even know how it got to the Bay Area, uh, let alone around, you know, the sneaker and basketball world back then. But it ended up being true and stuff. So it was like a really cool moment, like to actually like have that confirmed and stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's just been a, a weird ride. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of weird things that happen in footwear and stuff. And uh uh, I think that it's it's very cool. Like it's not as black and white as like consumers see. Like everybody always kind of like has a voice, 
uh, or something to say, but they don't actually know like what's going on behind the scenes. And so uh, it's always interesting kind of like being on the inside and just being a fly on the wall. Yeah, very cool. Your knowledge is very uh, encyclopedic, obviously. It's just in this short time, I, I can see, I mean, and I'm watching your videos too, but I want to hear a little bit. Do you have any, you mentioned a couple of sneakers that may be unwearable, but you can't let go of. Maybe you have some that are, um, special occasions or you'll special occasion shoes or ones that you'll you'll never wear not because they can't be worn because you, they're just they're just that special do you have some that are maybe falling apart you can't get rid of or or you don't you don't want to wear too much just to take care of them um so i i do not do the the i buy something not to wear it thing anymore um like if it's a new product no matter how much i spent i want to make sure they get my money's worth and so I will wear it like it, it's not one of those things for when I was a kid and it was like I saved up all my money for like 10 months and this is my shoe. So I'm going to baby them. It's not like that anymore. Like now I'm just like, no, I want to make sure that, that the money that I spent, whether it's five dollars or five hundred, I want to make that product feel like I spent that much and appreciate it. So that, that's what I do now. And, and I make sure that I do that. Um, so I don't want to waste that. Like shoes don't live forever. You know what I mean? Um, like they will be unwearable at some point. So you might as well enjoy them while you can. Um, and then as far as like stuff that I have that is unwearable, but I just love, um, the Jumpman Pro is the first one. It was the first, uh, you know, Jordan product that I bought with my own money. Um, and I absolutely loved them. Um, the Jordan team one, is another one people, I don't know why, but people back in the day, like they loved that shoe. Like everybody had a pair of those. They were very affordable and they looked great. They played great. They had all the same cushion. It was, it was phenomenal um, to have something with his name and logo on it that didn't cost you 150 bucks. You know what I mean? Like that was special back then. Um, whereas today, I think people kind of like take it for granted. Like they, it's that whole consumer mindset of like, if it's not expensive, it's not worth it. It's just like, no, that's not, that's not true. Price doesn't equal performance. And so, um, so yeah, so the Jordan team one is another one where I wanted that shoe so bad when it came out, I just was never able to get one. And so eventually I found them, obviously they've retro throughout the years, but there was one colorway that I've always wanted. I do have an extra pair right here, actually. Um, so I have two of these and they're both unwearable, but <laughs> one's brand new. This one's used, but this is the, my favorite colorway of the shoe. Kukoc would wear these, Ron Harper would wear these, uh, Scotty's worn these. Like, it's just, this is like. Every time I look at these, I think of freshman year in high school and I'm like, man, this is so sick. I wish that I had a pair of these. They're so dope. So, um, so yeah, so I absolutely love stuff like that. Like, like the things that I think are special, most people scoff at nowadays because it's not a, a true signature shoe or, you know what I mean? Like the one through whatever. Like, uh, I really do love, I think that team line back in the day was something really special, like what they had. And, and when it was introduced, no matter what anybody says, they're all, full of it because we accepted that with like open arms yeah you know what i mean Every, everybody that could not afford the game shoe at 150 dollars loved the team product and they loved the apparel that went with it and they loved the thought that you could rock jordan from head to toe you know what i mean like it, it was so dope and i don't know why people look back at it being like nah man team jordans are whack it's just like bro seriously like stop fooling yourself that shit was sick Sorry, I, I don't know if we're allowed to cuss. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, like I don't remember the Air Jordan One tracksuit, and I now have in my closet available when I was a kid. It was it was Team Jordan right. stuff, and that was it. And everyone was happy. It wasn't like you like you said. It wasn't like you were looked upon like you didn't have the right thing. <laughs> it was if you had something like you said with the Jordan name on it. That was that was that, that was, was more than enough. Yeah, is that is that they what all called uh, them Jordans? It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't like, oh, you got the new team. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah. It's like, dude, what are those? Those are sick. You know what I mean? So like it was it's just it was a different time. If anything, I remember the first time I saw someone in person wearing elevens, they were less recognized. I mean, I knew what they were, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I mean, it was a different time when things <laughs> when people would wouldn't necessarily want to wear what everyone else was wearing. But um I, I so right. was it you know, having having the name Jordan on your shoes? basketball was that what got you sort of excited what got you into sneakers or was it something else yeah it was all basketball uh if if it wasn't for me getting into that sport uh i i can almost guarantee you that i would not be in the sneakers um so yeah there would be no reason for me to be into sneakers so uh so yeah I i was playing basketball starting at uh the sixth grade and I was wearing my Payless Eagles or whatever they were called and Airwalks and all that stuff. And um, everybody on the court was like, yo, like your shoes are trash. And you know what I mean? Like they were just making fun of me and stuff. And I didn't really understand uh, at that time that because shoes were not in my mind at all. Um, I thought that Payless shoes, when you got them, those were new shoes. It felt good. Like, oh, yeah, I got new shoes. Like kind of like getting a haircut. Like you don't know the difference between supercuts and an actual barber when you're, you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid. And so uh, you just think that you've got some new stuff on and you feel good about it. And um, there's always some dickhead though. It's got to like ruin your day. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that was unfortunate. But um, when that started happening and they started making fun of my, my shoes on the court, um, I had noticed, you know, everybody had a check on their shoe. And I was like, well, what is this then? They're like, oh, these are the Nike whatevers or these are, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. Like, it, it, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, also, the way that my mind works is, you know, usually when people like pick on you and things like that, like you kind of like uh, shut down a little bit. You kind of like, you know, pull yourself back and, and, and close off and stuff. And and even though I, I will do that sometimes, uh, it also gives me the, the the opening to then ask a question. You know what I mean? And so like they'll come at me with something negative and I'll come at them and be like, well, then teach me. You know what I mean? And so like, that's how I learned about this stuff. And, and, uh, and if it wasn't for me just being inquisitive, like I probably still wouldn't again, be into shoes or whatever, like I, who knows, you know? And, um, so yeah, so that's when I started noticing the brand uh, of Nike. And from there, I started noticing just different athletes had their own shoes. I remember that when I first saw the pennies, like that, the pennies was like, I was like, wow, those are crazy. They got a big old bubble in the back. Like, what is that thing? I need this. I need to try that. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to check that out. Um, and the, the Air Jordan, obviously, uh, that, that was a shoe though, to, to me, especially back then that was just untouchable. Like there was no way my mom was putting out that much money for something that, that I could either get jumped for or, uh, that, that I would destroy on a basketball court. You know what I mean? And so, uh, there was just no way that that was happening. And especially where we lived, uh, you know, red was not the best color to wear around and stuff. And so, those were usually like no goes right from the jump. That's why I saved up all my money and bought my own pair. Because <laughs> I was like, you can't tell me what to do with that. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so it was one of those things. But yeah, that's 
that's where it all started, man. Like all, all the only reason why I'm into footwear and, and the reason why my footwear focuses basketball. Um, I, I have like, since, you know, starting the channel, I, I feel like if you're going to review a product, you got to be as well versed in all the product. And so I, I wanted to check out Chinese brands. I wanted to check out the new runner from whatever brand Adidas, you know, Nike, uh, uh, New Balance, Puma, all that stuff. I wanted to check these things out because the more that I know, the better my product would be to the viewer. You know what I mean? Like the more information I can give for for no charge and stuff like that. And so, uh, so that's what I really tried to do is is get myself to be as well versed in the product space as possible. That way, if somebody asks me a question, I can actually have an answer. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that's just where it all started though. If it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be here. Right. And, and you, you sort of start to answer my next question. Cause it, it looks like the channel is, well, it's well over 10 years old. I think it's pushing 15 years. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, where the sort of focus on tech and performance came from, but you talked about your inquisitive nature and you wanting to provide, I guess back then, it wasn't like you had a you had competitors in the market. You you just went on what you were interested in and what you thought people would want to watch. Correct. Yeah. So like th there was a sneaker YouTube at the time. There was uh, uh, Sneak Geeks, um, uh, DJ Dells, uh, Sticky Two One Three. There there might have been a couple others that I'm that I'm forgetting. Franelations is another one. Um, so yeah. So there was guys like that, but they were doing stuff where. They, they would kind of like unbox the shoe and um, they would show it and they would just talk about like the shoe, like, oh, this is black, this is red, this is this, this is that and stuff like that. And for me, it was cool just because I would never get those products. I couldn't afford it. So like I I, I was watching the videos being like, oh, man, the Air Jordan 4 is coming back. Like, I, I love those, you know, or or whatever. So it was like living vicariously through the screen. But then there was a there was a point in time where um, like I, I was working multiple jobs, odds and end jobs. I was working full time. Uh, as a property manager and and at the time I was also working like as soon as I got off work I would go work over at Petco um, just to make ends meet and I would close every evening over over there because um, we had had our daughter and everything and so like she was real little and we couldn't afford um, uh, like childcare or whatever so like I was just working all the time uh, just trying to be able to live and um, you know watching their videos was was just therapeutic almost being like oh yeah i'm into this too and so it was like connecting on that on that level and um then when i i started applying for different jobs for a different property uh and a different uh, management company i got the job there uh, i got to move back to um, sunnyvale which is where i grew up most of my life and um uh that that job was able to replace both incomes that i was getting from working to full-time and so uh i still would work lots of odds and ends things because i'm like weird and can't like sit still and stuff so like i would still like do like night night teaching or like i used to teach like home maintenance classes and uh i was like the instructor of like an adult ed basketball class and just just weird things and so um so yeah so i, I never really like sat still and stuff but um once i got that other job though uh i was able to actually play basketball again i hadn't played basketball for I mean, shit, since my kid was born, you know what I mean? Like 2006. And so like, or 2005, somewhere, somewhere around there. So like, it, it was just a long time. And, um, at that point, like I did take out my shoes. We, we moved to a property that was like a block and a half from a, an outdoor basketball court. And so I'd walked over there and I had my shoes from high school still. 
and um, there were a pair of white and metallic Jordan fives. And I was playing around out there and then my midsole just disappeared on me and the air unit came out the back and everything. And I was like, what the shit is this? <laughs> so uh, I had no idea that shoes could disintegrate like that. And um, so, yeah, so that was, that was the weird part where I was like, well, crap, now I need to like buy a shoe and I hadn't bought anything in a while and everything was expensive. And this is right around 2009. And uh, so, yeah, so the, First thing that I did was I went online when I was in uh, like late high school and right out of high school, there was a website called uh, Kixology. Um, and the main tester there was Professor K. Uh, the, the site only lasted like a year or so, um, but I didn't know that at the time. And he eventually got hired by Nike. And so that's where he works now. Um, but uh, I went to go look for his site. It wasn't there. And I was like, what, what happened? You know what I mean? Like the last shoe I remember him reviewing was like an old Iverson shoe. And then there was nothing like the website wasn't even there. It was like weird. And so I started looking up consumer reviews uh, on East Bay and, um, you know, like underneath the product, there's like reviews and like people can like leave their thoughts and stuff. And you, know, you can still do that now, but it was all like, oh yeah, these look great with my jeans. And I was like, bro, what? Like, I've, how do they fit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how do they feel? Like, did you play in them? Um, they're basketball shoes. So it was like weird. And so, yeah, so there was nobody out there that was doing what I needed at that moment. And so I was like, well, I watch all these other guys make videos. There is no performance reviews uh, on YouTube or anything. And I, I wasn't like, I didn't think anyways proficient enough to like start a website and a blog. And so uh, I picked up my cell phone instead and I went to the mall and I was like, you know, the, the best shoe to, to review would probably be the most expensive one because it's got to be good if it's expensive, right? And that's where I learned that that's not true. And so... Uh, so yeah, so I bought the, uh, the Air Jordan in 2009 and that was the first performance review, uh, video form, uh, in, on YouTube. And, um, it was a real basic video and everything. I think it was like filmed on my kitchen counter, but, uh, it got the job done. You know what I mean? Like you talk about the performance aspects and what the shoes offer, how they played and things like that. And it was a good shoe for the price and stuff like that. Still very expensive though. There's definitely like other options that were less expensive and that's where, the comment section like they were like hey do this shoe next and i was like uh i, I have no money <laughs> so you know and so i would just save and then i would buy that next shoe and that's just kind of how things started it started very slowly um very organically like it was just i needed something that wasn't there and so i kind of like filled that void for i don't i don't even know why i did it i'm, I'm a shy person um like i do not like public speaking i don't like being the center of attention i you'll never even know that I'm somewhere because I'm like in the corner and uh, you know, by myself. And so like, that's the kind of person I am. So I don't know why the hell I put myself out there like that, but it seemed to have paid off a little bit. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, it's the same channel. Those videos are still there. Not that I'm telling people not to watch your, your new content, obviously much more, much different, but no, it's I, up there, right? I, I, yeah, I, I leave it there on purpose. Yeah. Somebody has told me like, Hey, why don't you like redo some of these? Sometimes I do. Like sometimes I find a shoe where, uh, like we, we revisited LeBron 10, uh, elite recently. Um, before that was like the LeBron 11 and, and things like that. And it's just because like, sometimes things are slow and, um, plus in my mind, like I'm interested in other things too. And so like, sometimes I'll think back being like, man, those LeBron 10s were great. And so like, I'll go and reacquire them, um, and then make a video out of it. But I, I, I don't do it to replace the old one or anything. Um, and, and I leave, I leave the old stuff up there. Somebody, like I said, was asking like, why don't I re-review stuff, uh, since we 
you know, make better quality content now than back then. And it's just like, well, it's kind of, it's kind of like, like having these old shoes that I don't wear or whatever. It's, it's a, it's, it's a way for me to reflect, you know what I mean? Like that's where I started. And why would I get rid of that? Like, why would I want to forget my roots? You know what I mean? Like in this space, um, I, I don't want to, like, I know that those videos suck. Like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay to like, look back and be like, yep, that wasn't good. Uh, let's learn from that. And you know what I'm saying? And so that, that's, 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 just always been in, been my mindset and stuff and, and playing sports, uh, you know, when, when you're being coached, you got to have that same type of attitude of like, yeah, I know that I don't know. And that's why we're here. Like, I'm here to work on things. I'm here to, to absorb the knowledge that you're willing to give me. And I want to leave this place after this, you know, practice session or, or league tournament or whatever. I want to leave here better than, than when I came in. And, and that's always been just how I've been. And it's how I, remain uh you know what i mean and 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 i feel like it just keeps me grounded and uh uh keeps me in that headspace of like yeah i know where i've come from and, and i know where i'm at and i'm still that guy though you know i'm not like somebody special or or anything like that i'm, I'm not uh like some people like to joke around being like oh yeah how's it feel being famous and stuff it's just like bro dude i'm not famous like brad pitt's famous i'm just some guy you know what i mean <laughs> so uh, so yeah, so I like, I like just being like low key and just keeping my stuff, like keeping my head on straight and just knowing that, you know, I don't know everything and, um, I like to learn and, that, and that's basically it is I like learning things. And so, uh, whether that's me tinkering or, uh, me researching or whatever it might be, like, you know, there's always a way to find out what you want to know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great advice for anyone doing anything. You use the sports sports analogy. And I think that's a perfect one. But, you know, whether it's podcasting, you know, my my first few podcasts, the audio was terrible. And you said you said that video sucked. But for the time, I mean, 15 years ago, there was there was, there was no standard for sneaker reviews videos. You made the standard for t tech reviews and um, for uh, performance reviews and things like that. I, I, I did want to ask you, though. Um, what's what you're up to now? Because I know you have a brand you're working on. You're still doing, still doing um, performance stuff. But but give us sort of the uh, sort of update for people maybe who aren't watching all your old videos, which they should, uh, all your new videos, which they should. But what, what what you're up to, and maybe what we can look forward to. Um, so yeah, so since uh, I can't really play um, as as well as I'd want to uh, to be able to test the shoes properly we do have new testers now so um we're we're kind of like passing down um the torch if you will and so we have a couple of great guys um uh, we have alan and we have jackson and jackson unfortunately broke his foot so like he's he's recovering he's doing well but like it's going to be a while <laughs> before he's back on there um but uh but those two guys are, are awesome and um they're they're very kind of like gung-ho uh, kind of like i was when i was younger and stuff and and they want to learn and they want to implement ideas. Um, I was just talking to Alan last night, actually, and he, he hit me up and he was like, hey, I wanted to do this, this and this. Like, like, what do you think? And I was just like, dude, like, let's jump on a call so that we can like really hash this out and like get something going. You know what I mean? Because like, I, I love that, that, you know, the proactiveness and uh, the willingness to try something, whether you fail or not, doesn't matter. At least you're trying. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't move anywhere if you stand still. And so, um, so yeah, so that's kind of like what we've got as far as like, 
like kind of like new stuff. Like we still do the performance reviews. Some people don't watch them because it's not me. That's unfortunate because it's my, it's my brand. It's my company. It's, it's what I've built. And, uh, by not respecting that, like it just, it feels to me like you're not respecting me and what we've done uh, over the last 15 years. And so for everybody that does support it, I, I truly, you know, appreciate all of them because they're, they're the reason why we keep doing it. You know what I mean? So, um, and then as far as like the way that I approach reviews, it's kind of the same way. I can't stop thinking about performance. Like, I don't know why, like, it's just the only thing that comes to like, these are, these are functional pieces of footwear. These are not fashion statements. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I, I understand there are fashion shoes and typically we don't review those. Like I don't review a lot of Yeezys and stuff. Like I'll get a pair or two here or there and I'll talk about the tech and be like, this is what your money's getting you. And those, those are expensive. Like those are like anywhere between two to what, three, two fifty, something like that, like 300, some, somewhere around there. I don't, I don't even know, but they're ridiculously overpriced. And, um, you know, and so like, it, it's those things where like, like, Hey, I'm still at the end of the day, trying to, to just, just to show you, I'm not trying to like sway your opinion or anything. I'm just trying to show you what your money's getting. That's all. And so like, I don't care if you buy Yeezys. I don't care if you buy whatever we review or anything. Like some, some people are like, Oh, I bought this because of you. And it's like, well, I appreciate that. But like, I'm not, that's not why I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what you buy. Uh, and I don't mean that in a rude way. Um, I just mean that like, like I want you to buy what makes you happy. You know what I mean? And so if I'm able to help you narrow those decisions down to be like, Oh, I only got a hundred bucks. What can I get like that? That's really the, the, the point of everything. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I just want you guys to, to purchase something and not have buyer's remorse afterwards. And so that, because that's probably one of the worst things ever is when you buy a shoe you were so excited for, you get them on, they're giving you blisters, they're cutting up your ankles, and they're doing all kinds of stuff. And you're like, bro, what the what the heck? You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do? You can't return them once you bled on them. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like it's like stuff like that where, uh, you know, that feeling sucks. And so, like, I don't want somebody to have to go through that. So if if we can try and, like, fix that a little bit, then, then that's what, you know, the reviews are for. But, yeah, I'm still reviewing product. Uh, I'll still review the, we just reviewed the newest Air Jordan 38. Uh, amazing, amazing shoe. Um, I know a lot of people won't pay attention to it because they're stuck on retro or whatever and all of that stuff. And, and that's fine. Um, you know, everybody to each their own stuff and uh, just, just try not to uh, dismiss things so that you end up like, you're just shortchanging yourself. You know what I'm saying? So like, just try things, you know what I mean? And uh, it, it, And I'm not saying not to, to go with what you know like i said i'll buy i'm the guy that buys like three of the same pairs of shoes because i, I love them you know and, and that is okay but when you see something and you're like oh that's intriguing just try it you don't even have to buy it go to the store just try it on you know what i mean just see what it feels like that's what i used to do i used to window shop and uh going back to the the penny thing uh i remember reading the east bay magazines and and um uh, reading tensile air as a description i was like what the heck is that and it's what they later renamed or rebranded as Zoom Air. And I went to this store. Um, uh, it was called like Sports Chalet. And it was like an open box uh, kind of retailer, kind of like famous footwear or whatever, like where you walk in and you don't need an employee to help you and stuff. Because that, that was my thing. I was always, I was always, I guess this is ego, which, which sucks to admit. But like, I was just more self-conscious. I didn't want to bother the employee to bring me shoes that I knew that I couldn't afford. You know what I mean? Just so I could try them on and, and see how they felt. So I was much more comfortable just going into a store that you didn't need help 
uh, you could just go and be like, oh yeah, I just want to try these on, put them back and I can just leave and I'm not embarrassed. You know what I mean? I don't know if that is ego or that's just my own head or whatever, but that's how I always felt. So I love stores like that where I can walk in, I grab those pennies, I put them on. I was like, yo, Zoom Air is legit. You know what I mean? Like it was like, I was so stoked to be able to try that and it was so fun. So, uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm still like just that kind of person. So that's how we approach the reviews and stuff. We question things a lot. Um, we break things down. We question them. Uh, sometimes we have reasons for like that we, we are told, um, by either brands or marketing or, or designers, uh, mar- marketing is the hard one. Like you don't really want to listen to them because they're just trying to make you buy shit. Um, so I like talking to designers cause they're the ones that are there trying to make the best product they can with the budget that they've been given. Um, so that, that's where I'll, I'll learn a lot of things. And sometimes we can explain like, Hey, this is why this choice was made. And other times when we don't have that explanation, we're like, why was this made? And you know what I mean? And so we'll, we'll do things like that. We're just trying to have a conversation, uh, you know, kind of like what we're doing now. We're just talking. Uh, chilling hanging out talking about things that we love and that's what that's what social media is really all about uh it's about connecting with uh like-minded individuals and you know being part of that community of like hey i like sneakers you know or i like comic books or i like action figures or fashion or whatever it is that you're into and so um so yeah and, th- and i think that that's the the coolest part about all of this even though it has its drawbacks and stuff but you know for the most part it, it is if you can keep your mind right, it could be a very positive experience. Yeah. And I think what you talked to all that, but uh, that you just mentioned is, is very important, but what you mentioned about the, um, the going into the store, I think that's super important, you know, in this new era of online shopping, I think that, you know, in for a pair of Jordan ones, you know, sure. Order them online, but for a pair of, Mm -hmm. uh, for, unless you want to, run the risk of having to return them a performance shoe a basketball shoe uh n- nothing beats going to try it on and uh retail <laughs> brick and mortar stores still exist for those who forgot so especially for basketball shoes you can find you can f- you can find them there i i i, I also want to hear a little bit about um um the gear that you're making i i i know it's nostalgia driven and you're you're still i you know i have to admit i didn't i didn't know I guess I, I should have figured that <laughs> you're a nostalgic guy, but is that where the, the, where the brand comes from? Yeah. Uh, we, we created a brand called sense apparel. Um, I don't remember when I, I wish that I did. And that's funny that I say that because that's kind of what the brand is about. It's about remembering when, um, but, uh, I think it's about a year or two old, uh, something like that. The concept was, was earlier, obviously. Um, but uh yeah a friend of mine has their own brand um called the hoopery and um every once in a while they would text me with you know the new designs that they'd have coming out they're like hey chris what do you think about this and their brand is very much basketball focused and so uh but still nostalgic and everything um and so like i would see it and i'd be like oh this is dope and you know what I mean? Like we would chop it up. I'd give uh, like a little bit of feedback, positive, negative, whatever. And they would use it and make better, better products and stuff. And, and then one time I remember uh, replying back and just being like, Hey, what if you did something like this? And I kind of like laid out the idea. And then he was like, yeah, that's cool. But like, we're doing this right now. And I was like, no, no, that's cool. You know? And, and then like, I like thought about it when we were done talking and I was like, actually, that is a good idea. And I was like, maybe I should, maybe I should keep that idea. You know what I mean? Like for myself. And so, um, so I decided to start it myself and, uh, do what, what we ended up calling sense apparel. And, uh, and that's 
like like you were saying it's kind of like nostalgic driven it's it's all about like since when um like we just launched our last release which was since 85 and and it took me a long time to come up with a concept for that because you know you don't want to uh run into trademark and copyright issues and uh get a cease and desist and all of that stuff because that all sucks and so uh so you want to be as respectful as possible while still paying tribute to the things that you love and um so that was that was our recent design and everything and and it's probably one of my favorites uh, even though i say that after every launch like i'm like oh yeah it's one of my favorites but like that's kind of how i am I, I love all of them but um you know and so th that's really what it's about it's just kind of like remembering when whether whether that's like some people treat it as like oh i was born in 85 or in 96 or whatever and i think that that's cool if that's how you connect and resonate with it but then other people are like yeah i've been a sneakerhead since 85 i'd be like dude that's awesome like maybe you like this shirt you know what i mean and um uh things like that so that that's that's really where it came from and then because it's so broad i love i love so much other sh stuff outside of shoes uh like i'm a before shoes my my passion was just comics and 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 uh uh that world you know what i mean like cartoons and you know masters of the universe gi joe uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, all of that stuff, like all of that awesomeness, uh, was really what I was all about before I got into basketball. And, um, and, th and that's never left me. And so like, I'm able to, uh, start to dabble in those things too. I want to get into like remembering movies, uh, as well. Like, uh, you know, um, man, there's this one that, uh, Adventures in Babysitting, like that's, that's a, a great one. Uh, like first appearance of Thor, uh, outside of, <laughs> uh you know outside of the old hulk tv show and stuff and so um you know and and it's things like that that's the thing is like like oh do you remember that you remember when like that's the whole that's the whole concept of it you know what i mean and so like as, as long as you're able to just keep remembering i feel like like you'll never really like get old even though we, we're, we're getting old but like it still feels like you know 1986 you know what i'm saying like in my <laughs> mind like i'm just like yeah i remember when when uh, I remember watching Ninja Turtles 1990 in the in the movie theaters, it was just one of the most amazing theatrical experience still to this day. It's like the one that like really sticks out in my mind. That one in the 89 Batman, like I just was like shit in my pants. I'm like, I can't believe these guys are real. And yeah. so, yeah, like, even though they're not, but like, you know what I mean? Like it looked real to a kid. So, um, so yeah, so it's like stuff like that. Like I just love not forgetting because, uh, because, as soon as you forget, I feel like you like lose who you are, you know? And, uh, I think it's really important to be able to maintain yourself, uh, especially now, uh, there's so much outside noise and influence that it could be very difficult. Even for somebody like me, it's, it, it is hard. And so, uh, those things really help keep me focused on why I'm the way that I am or who I am and, and things like that. And I, I just think that they're awesome to commemorate and, um, celebrate you know what i mean and and like i said like we're not we're not alone uh in this like i don't have friends really that are into shoes i don't even really have friends that are in the comic books you know what i mean and so like that those, those are the things where i have nobody to talk to about this stuff but i have you or i have our viewer and whoever else is willing to listen you know what i mean and and i think that that is again really what social media was about it's not really about like focusing on the negative it's supposed to be focusing on the positive and um and Again, I know that that's hard and everything is hard for me and, and all that stuff. There's so much chitter chatter everywhere and everything. But like, if you just kind of try to, to stay focused, it's, it, it is possible. Um, and there's so much good stuff to focus on that, like, you'd have to purposefully ignore it to not enjoy things.
Absolutely. And, you know, not just in this uh, this hour we had, but uh, on your videos, that sort of positive attitude is always always comes come through. And I know your um, followers and your viewers feel that same way. I have to ask you mention your son likes to wear his threes uh, when he plays ball. You hinted you, you at the age of one of your kids. My, my daughter was born in um 2008 so she's 15 now it sounds like you have a teenager as well but let's start let's start with with your, your wife does she into sneakers at all um she well not really uh you know to be perfectly honest like she's not a a, a true um sneaker head she's more of like a comfort uh person so she'll wear a lot of like uh birkenstocks and she we got our first pairs of crocs not too long ago even though i i hate to admit that but um <laughs> We, we needed something that was waterproof for, uh, for showering and stuff. And so, uh, cause we went on a camping trip and so like, uh, all of my slides have fabric in somewhere on them. And so like, I'd learned the hard way. I was like, damn, we can't wear slides in the shower apparently. Uh, and so, um, so yeah, so like uh, we had gotten Crocs for that. And, um, so she, she has this newfound love for those, but yeah, she's very much into, uh, what's comfortable. Um, there are some sneakers though that she likes. She does like the dunk. Uh, as long as they're comfortable, like the, the ones that are really made with poor materials, those are the ones where she's like, oh, I don't know if I could wear these stuff. But like, luckily, I know which ones are which just by checking them out. And so I can, you know, get her the ones that I know that will fit her and, and fit her well um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, so she's really much more into comfort and practicality, um, which is still a consumer at the end of the day. Like you still consume these items. So, they're, you know, you just you're not here every week but maybe you're here once a year and to that i'd say come on down like we're open channel you know what i mean like you don't have to pay for anything like like if you're here once a year and we can help you out uh, uh once in a while then i appreciate just you being here with us and and that we can be of service to you um and uh my, my daughter is she i mean she used to be into shoes a little bit more like in middle school that's when she like was starting to be like hey dad can i get some jordans and i was like of course my wife why would I not get you some, you know? And so uh, her favorite pair at the time was um, the black and shadow uh, Air Jordan one. Um, she, I, we still have them. Uh, they're pretty beat, but like my son wants to wear them eventually when he fits into them. And um, yeah. And she like wore those. I'm, I'm talking like every day, you know what I mean? And so, uh, so yeah. And then in high school, she's gone through like different, you know, how high school is. It's very trendy and it's very quick uh, to, to change. So like we try to, do what we can to make sure that she feels like that she's like not left out of things and stuff like that. So she'll wear like blazers, um, Chuck Taylors, and she used to wear Air Force ones. She doesn't really wear those anymore. Um, so those are like the the main shoes that she'll wear now. It's just kind of like a blazer or a Chuck. Um, and then and then my son uh, couldn't have cared any less about footwear about like two years ago. And then out of nowhere, it was the same thing like with, that I experienced with my with my daughter. It's just that he's in elementary school, so it came as more of a surprise. Um, but with with social media, the way that it is, like you know, they have access to all of this stuff, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like they're seeing it now. I mean, shit, there's Jordan stuff on Fortnite. Uh, you know what I mean? And so like like that that was one of the funniest things. He's like, yeah, can I get those Jordans from Fortnite? And I was like, you mean the Jordan 11? Like, what are you talking about? That's not a Fortnite shoe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just like an all-time classic. Um, but uh, but anyways, yeah, he, as, as soon as he asked for a pair of, uh, it was the Fire Red 3s, man. And he like name dropped it too. It wasn't like, yeah, can I get those shoes that kind of look like this? 
Like he was like, can I get some fire red threes? And I like, we were driving, I whipped around. I was like, what did you just say? And uh, he, he was just like, you know, the, the fire red threes. And I was like, how do you even know what those are? And uh, yeah, and so we just got into a conversation and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I bought him a pair of those. And then when the, the reimagined threes uh, were, were releasing, I don't, again, I don't know where he saw them, but like, uh, even though I have them, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't like parade them around in front of them. You know what I mean? I'm not like, Hey, did you want this one too? Like, I'm not, I'm not like that. I don't try to like push it on him. But like, he was just like, yeah, I want the reimagined threes next. And I was like, Oh, where the hell are you from? Like, what is this? And so, uh, yeah, so it was just real weird. And that's the shoe that he plays in. Now he obliterated the, the fire reds, um, very quickly too. I could not believe how fast he ran through those. And then, uh, uh, the, the reimagined, he, really ruined too luckily they already look like that when you buy them so they don't look too different than when we purchased them um but yeah he he messed those up pretty quickly too and stuff and i i think that it's just fun to to see somebody new uh or the, this new generation appreciate what we appreciate but just in a much different way um and it, it might not be the way that i appreciate it but i can appreciate the way that he appreciates it you know what i'm saying so um, so yeah, so it's just a, it's a weird kind of full circle type of thing where, where it doesn't matter where you're from or, or what color you are or what city you live in or anything like that. Like these trends are all trends for everybody. You know what I mean? And so, especially with the internet, uh, where we're all like connected now. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so like, you know, it, it's, it's easier to feel left out probably today than, than ever before. Um, and so like, it's, it's important to like keep tabs and all that stuff, really listen to them and, uh, just let them develop on their own. You know what I mean? Like not, I'm not trying to force anything on them. Like he's into basketball now, but it's not from me. At least I don't think maybe, maybe indirectly. Um, like he's just like, you know, it's like, oh, my dad play that, plays basketball. I want to play basketball, but for whatever reason, he, he gravitated towards it and stuff. And so, um, so yeah, so th those are just some of the things that we see in our houses. You know, trends are constantly changing. Um, we have the practical shopper that, that, you know, is all about just comfort and that's it. Uh, we have two up and coming, whatever humans, you know what I mean? And they're, they're learning and growing and, and finding themselves through products and, and stuff like that. And then there's me, the old guy that can't let go of the past. <laughs> so, you know, we got a little bit of everything in here. Very cool. Um, obviously cool to hear about what you do, um, on YouTube and weartesters.com and hear some of your stories, but also, uh, very cool to get to know you a little bit. And maybe, maybe some of your, um, some of your viewers, uh, will appreciate, you know, learning a little bit more about, you know, you as a father and you as a person. So, uh, that's what, uh, that's what I try to do here. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that and, uh, giving me so much of your time. Oh, no, I, I appreciate you even asking me to be on your podcast. I, uh, uh, can't thank you enough. So thank, thank you so much for having me.